Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to tonight. Uh, saw this band. They, we had them last year. We saw them at the, uh, the UMJC conference last year. So I'm going to get to see them again twice this year. Uh, they have, are exciting. They have a lot of energy, unique style of music, and uh, I think you all will really enjoy it. So, let's get on to the sermon. Psst. She thinks she loves you. What was that? She thinks she loves you. How many of you can remember back in high school, and now for some of you, like me, that was a long time ago, when you really liked someone, but you weren't sure where you stood with them, and her friend would tell your friend, she thinks she loves you. But then you thought, well, okay, well, what does that mean? She thinks? Does that mean yes? No? Maybe? Could it go either way? I think I'd better perform better. I, better. I need to start to look cool. I need to impress her more. I need to be a little smarter, you know, a little funnier, turn on the charm. I got to be cool. Got to make a good impression so that she will love me. But now when you know somebody loves you, you can relax. You can be yourself. You don't have to worry about performing. You don't have to worry about impressing. You can be secure. Now, people in their relationship with God tend to think the same way. I think he loves me, but I'm not sure. I better perform better so I can get God's love. I want, I want to perform right so I, I, can, I can make sure that God loves me. So today, I want to talk to you about knowing God loves you. Knowing God loves you. In the area of human relations, people tend to love conditionally. If you treat me right, I'll love you. If you perform the way you're supposed to, I'll love you. If you act right, if you act the way that I want you to act, well, then I'll love you. I'm here to tell you, though, there is nothing that you can do to make God love you any more or less. Why is that? Because God's love is a gift. So let's take the pressure off, okay? God's love is mentioned all throughout the Bible. But let's look at a specific verse I want to start with. What does Shaul say to the congregation in Rome concerning God's love? This is in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. He says... For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God 
that is in Messiah, Yeshua, the Lord. So there, Shaul says it. If all these things, and I'm saying, yeah, death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, if none of these things can separate us from the love of God, what makes you think that what you did yesterday will make him stop loving you? Well, I did tell a couple of lies yesterday. And uh, I, you know, I cheated on my taxes this year. And when your wife says, who ate all the ice cream? And you just said, uh, I don't know. <laughs> when you know it was you. Yes, God still loves you. He still loves you. Now, there's going to be voices telling you, um, you're not good enough. You're just a screw-up. You're just messed up. You're not religious enough. You're not proper enough. So we have these four gospel accounts of Yeshua's life, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's something unique about John's gospel. Now, of course, they're all unique in their own way, but there's something I want to point out that's just, you just see in John's gospel. John chapter 13, verse 23, it says, One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at his side. Who's John talking about? And chapter 19, verse 26, Yeshua saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. He tells his mother, Woman, behold your son. Who's that? Who's that disciple? In John 21, verse 7, Therefore the disciple whom Yeshua loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. What do you think about this? Who's, who's, who's John talking about? Do you think he could be talking about himself? Whoa. About that. Does that sound maybe a little arrogant? Who does he think he is? Was he trying to imply that he was better than all the other disciples? Or was John just being confident? Was he in a, John, in effect, saying, Adonai, I know you love me. I absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that you love me. He was confident. He was secure. He says, I, I know the Lord loves me. How about the story of Lazarus? Okay, you're probably familiar with that one. Lazarus was from the town of Bethany, just a couple miles outside of Jerusalem. His sister Miriam, his sisters Miriam and Martha, had sent word to Yeshua and saying, Master, the one you love is sick. And it says now that Yeshua loved Miriam, Martha, and their brother, Lazarus. It says, he loved them, yet he waited to go to Bethany. So the, the, by the time he gets to Bethany, Lazarus, has been, who's been sick, is now dead for four days. You would think that if he loved him, like it says, he would have rushed there. He would have hurried there. Let me get there in a hurry to heal him. Yet he didn't. When he finally does get there, Martha runs up to Yeshua and says, Master, 
If you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But then she continues on and says, But I know, even now, that whatever you may ask of God, he will give you. You see, Martha had some confidence. She had that confidence. She knew that she was loved. She knew her brother was loved, her brother Lazarus. Now, obviously, it hurt her deeply that her brother had died. There was great sadness in her life. But yet she knew Yeshua could raise him from the dead. Maybe it feels at times like he doesn't love you. Maybe you're living in the circumstances of the moment. There was no questioning the circumstances for Lazarus. He was dead. But things changed for him. He was raised from the dead. You need to approach your day like you know that he loves you. Those of you who are parents, do you base your love for your children on their performance? When your children mess up, when they make bad decisions, when they act wrongly, do you stop loving them? I don't think so. You may not be happy with them, but you don't stop loving them. How much more then will your heavenly Father love you in spite of yourselves, in spite of ourselves? During the, the 60s, there was a, a TV show called The Smothers Brothers. Um, it was, a, I think, a comedy hour. There was music and comedy and stuff. And these two brothers, Tommy and Dick Smothers, they had a lot of jokes about sibling rivalry. They would argue and tease each other, and they'd go back and forth, back and forth, bickering, until finally, I think it was Tommy Smothers, he always ended the argument with saying, yeah, but Mom always loved me better. He would win that argument by saying, hey, I'm Mom's favorite, and then... Dick, his brother, would just get frustrated. Are you mom's favorite? Are you dad's favorite? Do you know you are God's favorite? Is that possible? Yes, it is. You know how on your cell phone you have a contacts that says favorites list? You have your favorites in your iPhone? Well, guess what? If God has an iPhone, his cell phone has a favorites list too. And you're on his favorites list. Luke chapter 19 tells us the account of Yeshua meeting the man Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector in the city of Jericho. Let's go to Luke 19 and read this account. Now, Yeshua entered Jericho and was passing through. And here was a man by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Yeshua was, but he couldn't because of the crowd, for he was short in height. So he ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Yeshua, for he was about to pass through that way. When Yeshua came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus hurried and came down and welcomed him joyfully. But when everyone else saw it, they began to grumble, saying, Hey, Yeshua is gone 
to be the guest of a sinner. Okay, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Not exactly a profession that people looked up to. Now remember, Israel was under Roman rule at this time, and tax collectors worked for the Romans. They were despised. They were hated even. They were considered traitors. So when Yeshua said to Zacchaeus, come down from that tree, Zacchaeus probably felt something he never felt before. The Messiah cares for me. When Yeshua said, I'm coming over to stay at your house, he's basically saying, I'm coming over to your house to have dinner. He was saying, I care for you, Zacchaeus. I want to get to know you. I want a relationship with you. You see, you don't have to have it all together before God loves you. You don't have to clean yourself up before you can come down out of that tree and go to dinner, so to speak. If we had to wait until we cleaned our act up first, none of us would have a chance. We'd all be stuck up in the tree yet. The name Zacchaeus means pure one. Do you think anyone in that crowd called him pure one? I'm sure they had a few choice words like fraud, cheat, collaborator. But Yeshua didn't say that. He didn't say, hey, mister, hey, you, come down from that tree. No, he said, pure one, come down. Religious leaders at the time probably flipped out. They were waiting for Yeshua to ask them for dinner. Hey, Mr. Religious Scholar. Hey, Miss Sister Do-Right. Let's go to dinner. Hey, Mr. Head of the 10,000 congregation, member congregation. No, instead he called Zacchaeus. He called Pure One. You may still be stuck up in a tree, so to speak, trying to deal with your issues in your life. But I'm here to tell you, we all have issues. Yeshua is saying, come down, forgiven child. Come down, redeemed daughter. Come down, favorite one. Yeshua's point to choose Zacchaeus over all the quote-unquote good people was to let us know your performance doesn't determine God's love for you. Our human condemning nature wants to say, if I can just break this bad habit, if I can just overcome this addiction, then he's going to love me. He will, he, will, he will love me more. But I'm asking, will you come down? Will you receive his love? Will you go to dinner with him, so to speak? Or do you want to stay up in the tree and keep condemning yourself? Say these words after me. By faith, I believe I am the one God loves. By faith, I believe I am the one God loves. By faith, I believe that despite my failures, despite my mistakes, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for me. 
You know, our friend, the Apostle John, says it best in his letter, 1 John, chapter 10. He said, this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atonement for our sins. See, real love is God's love for us. If we try to perform in order to earn it, we're going to fail. There will always be a reason why you just quite can't measure up. Why don't you take the pressure off and receive real love? You know, when you love somebody, you look at them directly. You face each other and you look into each other's eyes. You gaze at each other. Psalm 105 and verse 4 says, Look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. And it likewise says it in Psalm chapter 27, verse 8. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. He says, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. Our Heavenly Father's face is turned to you. You are his favorite child. You are the one he loves. Receive his love. Seek the Lord's face. Know that he loves you no matter what. Be confident in his love. Enjoy your relationship with the Lord. He will take you places and bless you richly. Shabbat shalom.